You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm one of the co-hosts of this wonderful podcast. And on today's show, we are continuing our player season review series Check out our previous ones. We've done everything from the centers to the free agents. And yesterday I did Malcolm Brogdon. So check out those previous podcasts if you want to hear about your favorite players and how we thought they did in their 2020-21 Pacers season. On today's show, I'm going to bring you Jeremy Lamb season review. Lamb, a second-year Pacer, an uh, eighth-year or ninth-year pro, played in just 36 games with the Pacers last season, started eight of them, uh, and had a okay stat line considering how many games he played and percentage wise but uh the one word i would use to describe his season is unbothered and by that he was unbothered really to play much defense um i don't know if lamb's defense defensive woes were a uh product of coming back from an injury right he was he returned this year from a meniscus and acl tear in 2019-20, so uh, it was like he was like nine, ten or nine to eleven months removed from it by the time he started playing for the Pacers. I think maybe even a full year by the time he actually came back. Um, but overall, so Lamb stats just to go through real quick were ten points per game, three point six rebounds, one point five assists on forty three and a half percent shooting from the field, forty percent from three, and ninety five percent from the line. So, so like raw efficient offensive numbers, he was pretty solid. I mean, and he was almost good enough on the offensive end to counteract how bad he was on the defensive end but i think you can't underrate just how bad he was defensively uh he was a extreme liability on the defensive end at times costing pacers a lot of um frankly a lot of like third and second quarters kind of bench minutes he was one of the most uh he was one of the 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 bleaker spots of those units uh he on and off index said battle injuries all season. He ended up not playing uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, part of his injury, part of that, I think, was just they just really couldn't afford to play him, frankly, because he was just such a negative, right? If you look at his plus minus in games, uh, he was just he was just not on a whole a positive for this Pacer team this season. However, I do think you can cut him a little bit of slack with the injury and whatnot that you could make a case that, okay, now we'd be about two years removed from the injury by the time the 2020 122 season starts and so maybe he kind of gets a defensive like competence back and he shoots the same he's easily playable i mean he definitely can stretch the floor the three-point shooting i'm not he's not the best um off the ball three-point shooter he's much more of a creator at times but necessarily a bad thing but with that those percentage in general he does create ability to space the floor for sure on the offensive end uh he's not a great passer which kind of makes him redundant on this Pacer team in some ways, right? Because the Pacers have a lot of guys who I think like Warren is in that category, guys who really good score, but maybe not the best passer. Uh, Levert is actually a better passer than either Warren or Lamb, but he isn't like, you know, amazing. Although I think he could play a little point guard, frankly, next season uh, if they needed him to at, at, at times. But like somebody like Lamb is just basically going to constantly be a just like pure shooting guard off your bench, give him the ball, he's going to try to score. Or he's going to sit there and hopefully space it for a little bit. But that's about it. He's not a very doesn't have like um, many dimensions to his game, frankly. But like I said, if you, you chuck up the injury from about a year ago to last season defensive woes, he could easily, I think, have a have a bounce back year where he's just competent defensively. He doesn't have to be like you know 
superb defender Ben Simmons out here. He basically just has to be a guy who can keep his guy in front of him because he couldn't do that for a while. I mean, some of the worst pitcher lineups defensive rating-wise were part of Lambs. There were some stretches there, but it was really, just really awful, honestly. But, um, I mean, like, you look at the numbers, though. He, he put up basically, like, an on-par season for him. He took less shots than he has in previous seasons, but some of that is because he was playing less minutes because they were easing him back in and whatnot and a lot of it, and he didn't really get, like, a full season. He played basically half a season worth, worth of games. So that's not unexpected, but, like, he shot where he shot better in three-point line than he has in previous years. Honestly, this was his best three-point shooting season. Now, the most the least amount of games he's played since his rookie season, so that might be part of it. Um, but he wasn't also sufficient from the two-point line the way he was in previous years. Some of that might have been just the fact that, basically, he was taking two kinds of shots. He was, again, one of these Pacer players who is... Um, basically taking most of his shots from two, basically either from the three-point line where he took about half his shots from the three or most of the rest of his shots came from inside three feet. So just taking two kinds of shots, but he did not shoot very well on the mid-range. That sort of, I think, was a surprising factor to me for him this season. Uh, if you look at like his mid-range shooting from like the 16 to not three-point sh- uh, range, he shot 23%, which in previous years, that's more like a 40, even a 50% uh, shot conversion for him, which would then have boosted him up to probably a better shooting percentage. So he just wasn't a great mid-range guy this year. I'm not sure that has much to do with anything. It might have just been the product of him not taking a ton of shots, not playing a ton of games, and just not getting enough of, like, enough games into kind of balance with the averages. Like, I, I think, realistically, if he ended up playing, let's say, 50 games in 25 minutes, taking 10 shots, he probably has similar, he probably has a better three-point percentage than he had last season, which two, or two seasons ago, where he was not very good, where he's probably more like, you know, a 37, 38, and probably 45 in the field, which probably gets you about 12 to 15 points. And so, like, that is a value asset and a valuable skill set um, but he's got to be able to play defensively to stay on the floor uh, and that's what I want to talk about next is some of his good and bad moments of the season and where uh, I think things really went went rough for him but first today's Locked on Pacers podcast is brought to you by Spotify's Green Room. Green Room is a social audio platform made for the sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sports. We on the Locked On Pacers podcast host a locker room once a week. I did one on Sunday. Tony will do his this week. We kind of rotate it in and out. We'll probably do a couple together as we get to the draft and uh, fantasy period in the season. And Green Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans in the Green Rooms for everything from watch parties to debates, post-game breakdowns, and even, of course, reacting to the big news rumors. You have the chance to chat with me or anybody else you can find on Green Room with the Locked On Pacers. So be sure to join us when we do our once-a-week Green Room. And right now, Green Room app is free to download on the all iOS devices. You can join one of the uh, basically three sports groups, NFL, MLB, NHL, or NBA. Sorry, four sports groups. You can follow us at Locked on Pacers. Check our Twitter feed to find out when we're going to be hosting those. We can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Pacers. See you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. So the worst stretch for Lamb season had to come in this kind of late or early, I guess you call it February to basically when he kind of stopped playing consistently stretched, I would say like to late March. So if you take his stats from February 2nd, the first Pacer game, and go across the board, he ends up being a minus 1.7 in games played. Uh, he shoots 42% from the field. Uh, his defensive rating was just miserable. I mean, he just like, couldn't, you know, basically stay in front of anybody. The Pacers during this stretch is 21 games. They ended up losing, I believe, uh, almost 15 of them. They go 15 and si- or six and 15 during the stretch. A lot of that is due to the defensive woes, and he played a big part in that. Frankly, unfortunately for Lamb, he, that was just a really bad stretch for him. However, 
he did have some some solid moments. I thought I thought when he returned from uh, his first injury in the kind of early April range, he was better. He played in less minutes. That helped too. You kind of limited his game a little bit. But I felt like in this stretch, it was about an eight game stretch where he shot a tiny bit better. Was a plus one point six on the court. Um, he just felt like he was a little bit more stable. Maybe right on the defensive end. I mean, the thing about Lamb defensively is the issue was really he like. I don't think he wasn't trying. I do think he did try. I just think he couldn't keep his body in front of guys at times. And I think a lot of that has to do with the just the knee injury and his ability to kind of like move around and, and, and operate on the court, right? I think he just like didn't quite have his footing into the ground the way he needed to to be able to be a, you know, really good player for this Pacers last year on the defensive end. Um, but you have to talk about his offensive play last year. I mean, he shot incredible from three. I mean, he, he was an incredible three-point shooter last year. He showed actually something I think he hadn't shown his career yet, which is to be a 40% three-point shooter, a guy who can be like a, you know, take three and a half attempts and make and make almost, you know, make almost one and a half a game, basically. And if you think about that, if he shoots like that from three and you get back to a more traditional bench lineup with him and Holiday and maybe every time McDermott and you got McConnell and Sabonis, I mean, that should really play into Lamb's, Lamb's strengths, right, when he's not having to be the most reliable um, you know, like he, the problem was he was kind of becoming the six man at times because they were starting so many of the bench players that he was like having to lead the bench units. Where I think if he's sort of like the seventh, eighth guy on the bench, you might be feeling a little better about yourself, right? I think the Pacers are basically the starting five is pretty set. I mean, I, they get flipped the starter for somebody, and then you're looking at like uh, some combination of O'Shea Brissett, Justin Holiday, uh, and then hopefully him, and then hopefully they can re sign one or two players. And I think when he is sort of at that seventh or eighth option behind Justin Holiday, behind Doug McDermott, he is can fit into this into this team. Now, certainly there is, and we'll talk about this later, is that that his salary slot hold is sitting there to make a move with for sure, and that, that definitely is a possibility. They can try to do it. But I do think the way he shot from three does show some signs that like if you can just Get him where he's less ha- where he's not being able to be picked on the defensive end because he's playing around a more bench unit and he can just sort of offense you know come like occasionally on the offensive end. He could be a pretty solid player for this team and sort of at least play like a role where he could help you know if he's your eighth man, your team is probably not 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 too bad, right? He can add some depth to this lineup and bring the team a little bit further along um, because he can score. He can flat score and it's hard to find scores. I mean the Pacers when they signed him and brought in Warren. And Brogdon, they made a, a conscious shift from the team the year before to bring in a lot of offensive players, right? Now, Brogdon maybe isn't the same offensive player, like, isn't, like, you know, going to... I mean, he scored one points a game, so he's a pretty good offensive player. But, like, he wasn't, on paper, this, like, prolific scorer. But they made an effort to bring in some 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 guys who could score on their own without needing help because the Pacers' biggest problem in that 18-19 season was Bowie on the the only guy who could score by himself, and he wasn't even that good at it. He needed other guys to form, and they had nobody else to be able to score, and they were going like quarters at a time, scoring less than 20 points, right? So they brought in Lamb, Warm, two guys who could just score by themselves, didn't need anything else, could just one-on-one take guys. And that is a skill set that the Pacers need off their bench because they don't necessarily have that on their current bench players, right? And I'm kind of McDermott in there, but whoever the slot is, they're going to have probably two shooters, Holiday and whoever in the McDermott slot. Sabonis, so who can create for himself for sure. And then whatever point guard, whether it's Sumner or whatever, and then there's O'Shea. But those are all guys who, again, can't always create for themselves, where Lamb can create for himself. And so that's a valuable skill set. He's just got to get up there on the defensive end. Just be competent. Just competent enough to hold his own, to not be picked on constantly. 
Because that, that I was, I think, you know, two seasons ago we saw Lamb like borderline flirt with being a starter. Now some of that was of Oladipo being hurt, but like Lamb was legitimately the team's probably sixth man in 2019-20 till he got hurt. Then I think it shifted to more Justin Holiday, obviously, especially as we got to the bubble. McDermott is somewhere in there, but like Lamb was flirting with being a starter because he was good enough on the offensive end to be a starting level player. So having him as your sixth man is perfect in that sense, and he's like he was good enough on both ends of the floor to be out there, right? He's got some size. He could like he wasn't just like a terrible, always being burned defender. I mean, you look at his defensive rating this year. Uh, it, it was the highest of his of his career, also the highest offensive rating of his career. But it was it was pretty miserable on the defensive end, frankly. Uh, it just wasn't good. And it's and it he just to me it's 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 got to be that injury. And how does he sort of rebound from that? Does he? Does an, another year of just rehabbing and building up and working out and kind of training on that knee get him to a point where he's just playing better? Uh, and I, I th- I'm optimistic that's possible, but I'm also pretty sure he will be a pretty uh, high-level trade uh, piece. This this offseason that's going to talk about next is where Lamb kind of goes from here for the Pacers. Do they keep him and do or do they not? But first, today's Lockdown Pacers podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is an amazing protein bar company that's sponsoring this podcast for over a year now. It is it is a great protein bar. I love it. It's one they come in like nine delicious flavors and all these limited time ones. So right now their big limited time one is the grasshopper one, which is a classic thin mint cookie with all the flavor without the sugar. It's 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. My favorite one obviously is the peanut butter brownie one, which has 18 grams of protein and 180 calories. These things are healthy. to me. For me, I find them as a great afternoon snack between lunch and dinner. Just get you through the day, give you a little energy, give you a little boost, whatever it is. I love Built Bar. I think they're great, and I think you will too. So you go to Built.com. There's a new website, Built.com. You promo called LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Get 15% off your next order. You promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And we are also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We are in the full swing of the baseball season, NBA finals, heading towards the NFL season, and BetOnline.ag is the place to go to track all that action. They give you the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including the Big Four plus UFC and MMA. And they have all kinds of contests, sign-up bonuses, and anything that you can think of around sports betting. And right now, promo code locked on L O. C-K-E-D-O-N, you get a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. What that is, think about it. You put $100 down, you get a free $50 bet, basically. So that, so go to betonline.ag. I, if I were you, I'd be thinking about NFL futures, NBA futures, free agency uh, futures, all the kind of stuff. I'm a big futures fan. So go, go to betonline.ag today to bet on all your sports action. Betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. So Jeremy Lamb's contract is sitting promptly out there for a trade. I mean, it is a salary slot the Pacers desperately could use to upgrade, frankly. Uh, he makes $10.5 million last year of his contract. He probably isn't g- gaining you positive value without some kind of asset attached. Um, but you take his contract, take Turner's contract, take Aaron Hollick, you get $34 million. Uh, if you lose McDermott, do you have a sign-and-trade move? Then involves him to kind of upgrade. I mean, Lamb Lamb is is a contesting answer to make a move with. I don't know how valuable it is. I do wonder if team, especially just the last season of Lamb has like kind of just crapped his value out. Essentially, it's like towards the bottom 
in terms of just like having having any real value in in the NBA right now. Um, but I think the Pacers could, could move off from it. They will try to. But also, final year of a deal. See how he plays. You know, contract year players tend to obviously play better. That's that's nothing new here. I'm not not speaking on anything revelatory rel- right there. But interesting to see him in a contract year. He might he might just play better. He might just be more motivated, and that could be good for this Pacers team. And he doesn't make like an ungodly amount of money where it should screw things up. Um, but then if he plays, you have, to, you have to resign him. But yeah, I mean, I think it's an expiring deal. Maybe he plays well the first half of the season, then you move on from him because you're, you don't really need him. Whatever you decide to do as, as the Pacers uh, could could do anything with that contract. I just think it's it's definitely the one sitting out there with the Pacers because they're kind of what we call hard capped by the fact that they don't want to pay the luxury tax, so they are going to try to stay under that number. Meaning that Lamb's contract, he's not going to play minutes, and maybe he can play. Um, you know, I, I so there is some positives to the season. Like, he definitely could play for at least a small stretch of the season or whatever, you, you know, at times if he can play on, on the defensive end. And he could, you know, let's call it, you know, a small stretch of like 20 minutes per game um with the bench unit and you know as long as he shoots well from three and can be like a like i said like a like a non-liable on the defensive end totally he could he could definitely be on the page team but that might then you're kind of probably not paying you're probably paying too much for a guy that asset at ten and a half million dollars you probably want a guy who can be in rotation and be a borderline starter at times um right i mean that's the thing we have mcdermott right mcdermott makes seven and a half he get you know during gets close to ten million dollars that's the point where the guy should be able to be a starter at at times for you for injuries and i'm not sure mcdermott is at that level either um, Lamb wasn't this season, but I, I don't know if necessarily he's like you have to like you have to move him like it's do or die. But um, if you could figure out how to turn his salaries onto somebody better, certainly. I mean, there are a lot of players that make around his range or package it to get like fifteen. You could get probably somebody of decent talent or in a, like a sign and trade move like that. Um, but also, I mean, if you have to attach real assets to it, I might not make the move. I mean, if you have you know second round picks or uh, a young player like Aaron Holiday who you don't really want or a highly protected first, I would think about it. But ultimately. I don't think you just move Lamb to move on from Lamb. I think you you are okay for the Pacers bringing him back and just seeing what does in his contract year. In worst case, he's an expiring deal. You try to move at the trade deadline or something like that. Or, frankly, you don't play him and you play some of your younger players because, to me, Lamb is not going to like make or break their season if they don't find a trade partner for him. There are some things up top in the starters. they got to make some moves to for sure that could change the season. But Lamb is on the fringes. He is a fringe player in the rotation right now that is can you know, I think at times be good enough to play and has to definitely prove himself to get like real minutes next season um, in play, but he'll play some small capacity, even if he probably isn't that great, just because of uh, he is a body that can, as long as he's healthy, can eat up minutes and score enough, enough points to be, you know, at, at adequate. But I don't think he's going to make or break your season, whether he is like good enough to be in rotation at the end of the day, just looks like a bad, a bad signing. But some of that is injury. I think he chucked it up to just his injury, right? It wasn't like he signed him and he he completely fell off a hill. No, you signed him. He was actually pretty good for about half a year. Then he got hurt, screwed things up. Happens a lot of time in the NBA. Happens really all the time in the NBA, frankly, with some of these contracts. So not 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 that surprising that because uh, of the injury that he hasn't looked that great. And so we'll just have to see with him. But wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved. I would probably put it at like 50-50 on the team next year just because I think there is uh, there's some moves out there if you attach some real assets to him and he becomes, he becomes part of the throw-in. For the trade, and a team that maybe is rebuilding can convince themselves that they could use Lamb for a little bit, or they could flip him later on, or whatnot, because um, his scoring is for real. That's the thing; he's a for real scorer, and that's just not, that's an asset that's valuable in the NBA nowadays. A real scorer is a valuable player in the league. So, 
Uh, love to hear your guys' thoughts on Jeremy Lamb. You can tweet at us at Locked On Pacers. You can tweet at me at Freemadam5. My co-host Tony East at T East MBA. We are continuing our free agency series, which uh, will continue tomorrow with uh, small forwards. We've already done point guards and shooting guards, so check that out. But we'll have a small forward free agency preview, probably the deepest class or deepest position of this free agency class. So check that out. That is all for his Locked On Pacers podcast. We will see you guys again tomorrow.